Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Yo, 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 all y'alls, and welcome to JavaScript Jabber with your guest host today, AJ O'Neill, and your guest guest, the most important guy on the show, Kyle Simpson. Hello, everyone. Uh, we also have with us our usual from from Nashville, but not necessarily always in Nashville, Amy Knight. Hello. Yep. In Nashville today. <laughs> and our Jedi Master, Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. So we've got Kyle on the show to talk about functional programming and functional light programming. Uh, what, what, huh? Yeah. So, um, uh, hello everyone. Thanks for, uh, listening in. So as, as mentioned, my name is Kyle Simpson. Most people know me online as Getify and, uh, I'm probably most well known for a series of books I wrote called you don't know JS, but we're here actually to talk about my latest book, which is not part of the, you don't know JS book series. And uh, that was actually heartbreaking to a few people because, I re regularly get questions like, when's the next book coming out? When's the next book? And let me just put the issue to rest. That book series is done. There may be a second edition because there's a bunch of updates that need to happen. But the six books of that series is done. And so my functional book that we're going to talk about today is a whole separate book all unto itself. And that book is called Functional Light JavaScript. And it is essentially from the same spirit as the You Don't Know JS books, which is I have this topic that I want to learn about, and I document that journey by writing a book. And that's what I did. I wanted to learn what it would take to pragmatically weave the ideas and concepts, the core principles of functional programming into what is otherwise a recognizable JavaScript program are those two compatible? And can you do so without learning lots of sophisticated notation and terminology like category theory and things like that? Is there some pragmatic way to do it? And what I arrived at is what I call functional light programming, uh, which I guess best described would be... Uh, well, hold, on, a, hold on two seconds. First okay. of all, just give us a refresher on what functional programming means, because that's a word that we throw around all the time on the show. We could probably stand to review it once more before we go into functional light to give us some good contrast. So what, what does functional programming mean to you? That's a really good question. And actually, I would say probably everybody could stand to review that 
once every couple of months um, because it's, it's easy to get messed up on that. Is that because the community is changing the definition that often or it's becoming or, more sophisticated? Is it like rest in that everybody <laughs> thinks that they know it and then the person who created it says that everybody else understand, misunderstands it? Is it like that? Uh, it's maybe a little bit of each of those and a few other things. So I'll, I'll certainly share some perspectives on what's happening. It is undeniable that right now, functional programming as a set of principles and concepts is experiencing somewhat of a renaissance. It is a reawakening. It is people paying attention to it that have never really paid attention to it before. Whole areas of software developer discipline that are starting to say, wow, there's this functional programming thing. But as with most really good ideas, kind of like with Agile, where you could line up 10 different teams and ask that, that all claim to be agile and ask them what agile means and you get 11 different definitions for it. It's kind of the same way that that functional means or people pull bits and pieces of functional and build their whole meaning for that term based on that. So it's not really incompatible, but what you have is a lot of disparate, different, smaller perspectives on functional programming. So, and in that sense, functional light would, would kind of fit uh, a similar you said this was a renaissance. Can you uh, kind of give us a little bit of back history of functional programming and why you would call this a renaissance? Is sure. it that we're moving into a new age or is it a reemergence? Like, I think it's I think it's a reemergence, and I I have some thoughts on why that's happening, but I'm I'm certainly not an authority uh, on that. But let me back up and sort of address the original question, which is. What exactly is functional programming? My perspective on that goes back to some of the earliest days of my exposure to programming, which is over two decades ago. When I heard the term functional programming, and I don't even know where, but I heard it or read it somewhere, and, and that would be pre-internet really actually, um, hearing that term and hearing the word function in the word functional, the natural inclination is, oh, well, if I use functions, therefore I am doing functional programming. Um, and that naive approach or perspective is both completely true and totally missing the point. And I want to explain what I mean by that. It is entirely true that functional programming is just programming with functions. What's missing is that we have lost what programmers in the early 60s and 70s would have said is the real definition for what a function is. So actually to define functional programming, you have to define what is a function? And it is not what our, many of our conceptions would be. It's simply a collection uh, of operations to do some task. That's what we think of when we think of function. And JavaScript gives us the function keyword, um, although nobody uses it anymore because everybody loves arrow. But we, give, we have the idea of creating a function, and we can put whatever statements we want inside of that function. So therefore, that's what makes it a function. That's where we got off track is when we started putting collections of operations arbitrarily together with some name, and then we called that a function because that betrays the very core essence. And it's actually not an essence that was defined by computer scientists, but prior to computer science, it was defined by mathematicians. So to set the record straight, a function is not simply a collection of operations. A function is an operation or operations specifically that take some kind of input or inputs, using those inputs, compute some output. That's what a function is. 
Now, in the course of doing that, it could have one operation. It could simply be like double this number. That's a function. Or it could be much more sophisticated, like run through this whole loop and calculate the mean average on, on all of these things, you know, inputs or whatever. But either way, the idea is that you want to map inputs to outputs. That's what a mathematician originally defined a function as. I don't even know how many hundreds of years ago. And when computer science came along, based upon math theory, they said the same thing. A function is that in symbolic form. That's what, a, you know, in our code, that's what a function should be. So functional programming then is trying to wire up your program to have as many of those as possible. That really is, it really is not actually more complex than that. It is to say, I want to organize all of the computations and the flow of data in my programs as a series of truly defined functions. And the next question that then comes is, then how can I do other things, like for example, print something to the page so you can see it, if I can't consider that as a computation of an input to an output? Well, what we're talking about with that big old umbrella or bag of other things is called side effects. So if you take a step back and ask, what is a side effect? A side effect is anything indirectly happening as a result of any operation. A direct output and a direct input are what we know of as arguments and return values. Anything that's not an argument or a return value is indirect. It's either an indirect input or an indirect output, and indirect inputs and outputs are what we call side effects. So printing to the screen, changing the DOM, making an AJAX request, generating a random number, pulling a timestamp, writing to the file system, and a thousand million other things, those are all side effects. And those Hold are all second. not you part of the definition of a function. You said pulling a timestamp. That, that one stands out to me. Could you explain that and why that's a side effect? Um, I can, but we have to build up a few other things to fully explain it, okay? Um, uh, so let me come back to that. It's a really good question, but let me come back to that. So what, I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is that all of those things, if we lump all those things together and we call those side effects, you typically would hear or, or infer from a functional programmer that side effects are bad. Side effects are, be are to be avoided. But I don't think that really captures the spirit of functional programming. I think it is to say that A, side effects should be minimized, and B, side effects should be intentional and explicit. That's what we really mean. So you cannot have a program that does not have side effects. In fact, a program with no side effects would be indistinguishable from the absence of that program. You couldn't prove that it existed or that it ran. So everybody knows that side effects are a necessary requirement to have anything non-trivial that you do as, as an application. Writing, for example, the JavaScript program that just loops over something and adds up a number, if you ran that program and it had no input and no output, you couldn't prove that it actually ran. As a matter of fact, if you really think philosophically about it, the heat produced by the CPU while running that program 